Start your engines and smoke the tires. This is Inside Alabama Racing with your host, Tommy Trader. Here's the reason for this full course yellow that we are under at the moment. Stay with the sports station, WNSP, for NASCAR news, interviews with drivers, crew members, and track officials around the state and around the nation. Fired up. Stay on the racetrack if you can. Stay on the racetrack if you can. Get inside of my mirror. It says objects of mirror appear faster than they appear. No, he's that fast. Inside Alabama Racing. Brought to you by Wade Distributors, Judy's Place, and Alabama Pipe and Supply. Got a guitar! Hell yeah! Have you seen any of the replay? They have called one of our teammates to the trailer. Oh, bye! Now, here's Tommy Prater. week. It's been pretty ugly here along the Gulf Coast. Pensacola got it in Friday night. Sunny South got rained out Saturday night. This weekend it's already taken its toll on super late model racing up on the East Coast. They are going to race in Nashville this weekend. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Trucks, Xfinity, and Cup. The newly crowned president of Nashville Super Speedway, Matt Grichy, will join us. We're going to talk to him about what we can expect this weekend at Nashville. Also racing this weekend, the ARCA Series will be in Elko. Two notables this weekend at the short track at Elko. One is our buddy Willie Mullins, who will be racing a special paint scheme for his father-in-law. That's really very cool. We'll talk to him about that and return to a track that he's had a lot of success at. And then last week's winner from the ARCA series from Berlin is our buddy William Sobolich. He'll be at it again this weekend at Elko, which is his home track. So we're going to get to talk to him about both of those as we get ready for a big weekend of racing this weekend. And, of course, like we do every week, we'll wrap it up with this week's edition of the Moose Call, which, as you've seen lately, there's no telling where he's going to take it. Everybody hang on for the fastest hour in radio right here on WNSP. And streaming live on WNSP.com. Once again, bumping and grinding, shoving and rubbing, and that's just at the breakfast buffet. Here's Tommy Prater. Welcome back to Inside Alabama Racing. I'm Tommy Prater. Thank you for joining us this evening. we got a fun show. Willie Mullins in just a few minutes. Nashville Super Speedway President Matt Grichy. And then last week's ARCA winner, William Sobolich. And, of course, we'll wrap it all up with the Moose Call a little bit later on. Every week, our program is brought to you by Wade Distributors, Alabama Pipe and Supply, and Judy's Place, which Wednesdays is always Cobbler Day. And today, County Commissioner Randall Dewitt was out at Judy's. And, you know, now that I think about it, he did not pick up our check, which I'm, I'm going to have to put that down in, a, in the egregious column 
and get on him about next time we see him. But always a fun place at Judy's and, and great food and atmosphere. And Wednesdays is always Cobbler Day. This weekend, the ARCA Series returns to what has to be the smallest track on the tour these days, Elko Speedway in Elko, Minnesota. It was one of our favorite places to go to. And it's also our next guest, one of his favorite places to go to because it's Willie Mullins's in-laws. They live right down the street, Dinah and her family. And with that, let's bring in Willie Mullins. Willie, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good tonight. How are you doing, Tammy? I appreciate being on the show. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. I got a couple things to talk to you about. First off, I want to talk about your paint scheme. That is extremely cool. Tell me how y'all came up with that deal. Well, it was one of the things uh, me and my wife kicked around a couple times, and you know, timing just never was right. And you know, this time we were able to put this on the new Mustang we just put together, and uh, we're excited to go show it off at Menards Friday afternoon. I forgot about that. I think uh, uh, there's like five or six of y'all going to be at the Menards there uh, in yep. Elko. But the paint scheme you have is a throwback to your wife, Dinah, her dad, uh, one of the paint schemes he used to run when he was running dirt when he was racing. Absolutely. It was, uh, I think he had, I think it was a Camaro, you know, back in the day. And he was a big dirt time, dirt racer back in the day. And, you know, this red and silver was his scheme, so we put it back on there, and that was his business with his partner. And uh, believe it or not, that business is still running to this day, and the owners are going to come to the track also. So it's going to be awesome to be, you know, bring everybody back together at a, a local Minnesota track. Well, the William Mullins Fan Club in the grandstands at Elko is a raucous crowd. Uh, where they have the spotters in Elko is right. The spotters are right behind the fans, and and the and and Dinah's family sits right in front of the spotters. And and all you got to do is say something bad about Willie Mullins, and the fight is on. That's right. Absolutely. You know, we have a lot of people that are cheering for us, so we're excited to feel like see all the family. You know, it's a little mini vacation for a couple of days, and we're going to go do that and, and try to stir up the, the front of the field. we got a good car, and, you know, Davey Callahan's going to be in our, our second car there in the 01, so we're going to have a, a two, two-fold effort there. You know, Willie, when you look at racetracks that you guys have been to, Elko – you, not only do you get to be with Dinah's family, but the your success rate, the last two trips there have been top tens, so you got to be, like, excited about going back here. It is. Uh, you know, it's going to be hard to stay on the lead lap, but that's my goal. You know, wherever we are on the lead lap or one lap down to what we're shooting for, and, you know, this Arc Elmore package has been good for us. You know, we've been able to compete with the top teams. Uh, we got one of the – the top crew chief's helping us right now, and Kevin Reed, a senior, and it's been uh, pretty good to, to move our program a little bit farther along. Kevin Reed is one of my favorite uh, uh, crew chiefs in the Arca Garage, so I know he's getting you where you need to be. After yeah, last he's been weekend. consulting and, and helping us, you know, just getting the right direction. You know, Tony Furr gotten us really back on the right track, and then, you know, Kevin just worked on a couple little things here and there, and with his knowledge, it's been good. You know, it's been really good to, to get our program rolling in the right direction. 
I told Kevin when he quit full-time racing that he wouldn't be able to keep his hand out of it. But he was like, no, no, I'm telling you, I'm done. And that just hadn't happened at all. It, it, it isn't. He's, you know, he enjoys racing, but he wants to go have fun at racing. And, you know, sometimes the, the setback in his golf cart business has taken off. You know, he has great great sales and service there at uh, his little golf cart thing, and it's, it's awesome to see it it's striving for him. He's doing good in that, and it, it, it helps keep him out of the racing business, which is, I yeah. know, it makes his wife happy. Makes his wife happy, right? But, yeah, you know, this weekend, this weekend, after last weekend at Berlin, you go to a bull ring like Elko with Jesse Love and Sobolich, you, you better be on your defensive posture, too. Yeah, you got to go from the start. Those kids are fast, you know, and then – Venturini has great cars, and so does Gibbs. So you know, it's it's one of those things. You can't wait around. You got to go ten tenths out of the gate and try to just keep up with those guys, so you don't get multiple laps down early. We're talking with Willie Mullins, who will be returning to Elko Speedway in the ARCA Series this Saturday night. It's a lot of fun when you go to Elko. It's almost mandatory that you got to make a stop at Menards, and those Menards stop with the fans. That's always an interesting event. You never know what's going to happen at those things. Absolutely. You never know who's going to pop up. You know, last year we got to meet some of the owners of Menards, which was great, you know, to see them out supporting our series, and and we can't wait to hopefully uh, see those guys again. We had Thomas had some of the guys from Menards come with us to Elko. We had a good time with him uh, a while back. So it's always fun. And I think it's a heck of a lot cooler there than it is here, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, we say that every year, but then we go up there and it's 100 degrees. So we'll see what it plays <laughs> out this year. It looks like it could be a little wet, but we'll go there and have some fun. All right, bud. Thank you for joining us, man. We'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thank you, Tommy. Willie Mullins back in action this weekend at Elko Speedway. One of the fun, fun. He and Dinah, his wife Dinah, are great people to be around and always look forward to watching them race, and especially at Elko, because I'll tell you, when her family hits the grandstands, you know they're there. When we come back, president of Nashville Super Speedway, Matt Grichy, right here on WNSP. To Inside Alabama Racing, I'm Tommy Prater. Thank you for joining us this evening. Have a fun program. Willie Mullins in. He'll be in the ARCA race at Elko this weekend in just a few minutes. The new president of Nashville Super Speedway, Matt Grichy, will be in. William Solowich, last week's winner from the ARCA series, will join us. And, of course, we'll wrap it all up with the Moose Call. Every week, our program is brought to you by Wade Distributors, Southwest Alabama's flooring leader, Alabama Pipe and Supply, and, of course, Judy's Place, where every Wednesday is Cobbler Day. And my peach cobbler was absolutely phenomenal today. As I was thinking about our next guest, who is the president of Nashville Super Speedway, I was thinking about the first time I was there 
which was April of 2001 for opening weekend. Myself, Dan Partis, and Wade Sherman had the call for television for the Outdoor Channel and the Arca Menards, or excuse me, the Arca Remax series back then, which is now Arca Menards. Ken Schrader won the race. It was a big weekend. The grandstands were packed. And our trips to Nashville over the next few years doing television for the Outdoor Channel was always a lot of fun, even though it got kind of monotonous because Kimmel won, I think, the next three or four years. But this place is so very cool. And when you go there now, it's nowhere the, the, the commerce that has come up around it is absolutely incredible, which has got to be a blessing and a curse, which I think is the best place to bring in the new president of Nashville Super Steve Speedway, Matt Grichy. Matt, how you doing, man? We are doing well. Thanks for uh, having us, Tommy. And that, that was a great throwback uh, 22 years ago. And we're looking forward to much like uh, 2001 packing the house this weekend for our NASCAR triple header weekend. And uh, we can't wait to host everybody here in uh, Middle Tennessee. You know, Matt, I, I, as I think about that weekend, I remember going up on the roof with the guys that were running the Speedway back then. And at that point, where all the warehousing is now, they had already cleared for a circle track and cleared for a drag strip, a lot like Charlotte, which is where you come from. And, you know, that is now warehousing, which is great to, for the pocketbook, but it's got to make it tough on raceway when you're looking for places to park, folks. Well, yeah, it is. Times have changed a little bit, um, and as Nashville has grown, I think it's, it's grown out to here in Lebanon, Tennessee, which which is a positive. Uh, we still do have 700-plus acres here, and uh, we are ready to efficiently bring in and bring out all the crowd that will come in for this weekend and feel confident about our plans and what we're going to be able to execute here. And uh, uh, even though some of that land has uh, dissolved and, and repurposed other areas, we still have a great property and the ability to host uh, large major events, and that's what we're going to do this weekend. Matt, let's talk a little bit about how you got here. One of the things that I've always liked about Bruton Smith and now Marcus Smith and SMI Properties is that they promote from within when they have good people. And you're a guy that went to work as an intern, if I remember the story right, and have worked your way all the way to president of one of the most important tracks on the tour. Yeah, Tommy, it's, uh, I've had a great career with Speedway Motorsports. I was able to get an internship at Charlotte Motor Speedway and worked my way through some various departments and gained great experience uh, under the tutelage of, of Marcus Bruton as well as Greg Walter, the general manager currently over at Charlotte Motor Speedway. A lot of experience there, and uh, it's great to grow up, come up through the ranks, um, be exposed to different areas of the company and how we can be successful across the board. And uh, I'm honored to join the great team here at Nashville Super Speedway and not only just this coming weekend, but the bright, bright future that we've got here at Nashville Super Speedway. Matt, as I was getting ready for tonight, I think I read somewhere where your dad owned race cars and race teams. What made you decide not 
to try to be a race car driver or a race team owner and go in the direction of being on the management side from a track perspective? Yeah, so, Tommy, I, I grew up in the Northeast, uh, and with that, spent a lot of time in my childhood years at the short tracks in the Northeast around the Bush North Series uh, at that time. And um, I, I appreciate the sport, enjoyed the sport. Um, really, I thought my passion was going to get into sports and stick and ball and, and go from there. My dad never really pressured me to get into the competition side of things, and I appreciated that. Um, I think, you know, pushed me towards maybe a little bit more of the, the management and looking at uh, broader sports. Uh, but when I got the great opportunity to join as an intern at Charlotte Motor Speedway, it kind of reemerged into my life and, and found that passion again in auto racing and uh, my career's uh, advanced through there. So always been passionate about auto racing. Um, my, my childhood history is probably more on the competition side and seeing how a, a team operates behind the scenes through the race shop and getting to the racetrack. Um, but now I get to see those cars arrive here as we host thousands thousands of fans and put on great events. What tracks in the Northeast, Matt? Where where, where was your dad racing? Uh, all over the Northeast. Um, I, I'm a Connecticut native, uh, so my childhood was, was heavy with uh, Riverside Park. It was at an amusement park. It was a, a short track, and you could be on a roller coaster and overlook the racetrack so as a child that was a, a fond memory the racetrack is no longer but uh, Stafford Springs Thompson Speedway Lime Rock um, in a lot of the early years of New Hampshire Motor Speedway uh, spent a lot of time up there uh, but most every short track up in the northeast um, I've, I've probably been to at one time or another and of course if your dad has been in the sport and like I have and my son has, I can certainly see why he pushed you towards the racetrack side because it's, it's a lot easier on the on the heart and the lifestyle <laughs> over <it>. a career. <laughs> you were accurate. I, I, I saw some, some tough times on his end and uh, what, it, what it takes to get a race car to, to the racetrack, especially on that type of level, um, but really from all levels, grassroots all the way up to the professional series and you saw the, the trials and tribulations of that and that's still common these days um but i've I seen that from my childhood yes yeah it, it it hadn't gone away by any stretch of the imagination let's talk about this weekend nashville super speedway hosting all three of nascar's top touring series and you're going back to a sunday night race i think that's pretty cool what was the impetus behind that matt well, Leather Force are in on that a little bit last year, and uh, we saw what the competition looked like with uh, the nighttime and under the lights, and I don't think there's much better than seeing race cars under the lights and, and come towards racing towards that checkered flag. But working with NBC, our broadcast partner, that they're kicking off this weekend for their second half broadcast season for, for NASCAR, um, and working with NASCAR, we saw with, with the temperatures of what Middle Tennessee is with a 6 o'clock start time, here local for this Sunday for the Ally 400. Um, it'll still be daylight, but our, our grandstands are going to be shaded at that time. And so the customers are going to be comfortable with the race cars on the track, and then the track will transition to the night and bring uh, bring the lights on and the action uh, further ramped up and racing for that checkered flag and uh, get somebody in victory lane for the Ally 400. Um, it's been a positive response, and uh, we, are, we are really excited to host a packed house come Sunday night. It uh, it nighttime is 
was definitely a lot of fun at Nashville uh, Super Speedway. It is the cars on the concrete make for a different perspective than cars on the asphalt if nobody's ever, you know, it's been a while since we've raced at night at Nashville. It, it is cool to watch. I tell you what's really cool to watch at night at Nashville is the Dadburn Indy cars at 200-and-something miles an hour. Goodness gracious, they they get around that place really quick. Uh, but this weekend, uh, all of NASCAR will be there, and <clears throat> it's turned into a big party. I mean, everybody's going to downtown Nashville when they're not racing, and this has turned into one of the hot spots to be. I mean, it is. It's, uh, we've got three great series, three great races. Friday night's our Rackley Roofing 200 NASCAR Craft and Truck Series race, and that's a nighttime race. Our Tennessee Lottery 250 Xfinity Series race is Saturday it's during the day, which means all our great customers, industry partners, fans can go down to Broadway, go down to Nashville, enjoy what Nashville is, uh, great music, great food, enjoy yourselves, then come back for a primetime race for the Ally 400 NASCAR Cup um, Series on Sunday night, and uh, it just it just builds a great weekend. We've got action on the track, but we've got action off the track, too, with a packed fan zone. We've got driver appearances, music on our fan zone stage, merchandise, um, and then we've got great entertainment pre-race with Park McCollum on Sunday for our Ally 400 pre-race concert. Old Dominion's going to be here for a grand marshal, give the command for the Ally 400, and Nate Bargatze coming off of his uh, the Be Funny Tour, taking a, a slight break. He's here for our... Uh, our honorary drivers in action and and not only that matt you guys have an appearance by carl edwards who's going to come talk in the fan zone that's pretty cool yeah that's a pleasure the, the great 25 drive nascar hit he's going to be site. he'll be in the fan zone he'll be on our pre-race stage he's going to be out, out we're happy to have big one and we're happy coming back to join us all right man the music means i gotta go good luck this weekend and we'll talk to you soon tommy we appreciate it national superspeedway doc come thank you very much we'll be right back william somalich right here on wnsp This is Inside Alabama Racing on 105.5 FM and streaming live on WNSP.com. Keeping it mostly between the lines, here's Tommy Prater. Welcome back to Inside Alabama Racing. I'm Tommy Prater. Thank you for joining us this evening. Fun show. Big Willie Mullins in early. Nashville Super Speedway President Matt Grichy. Just a few minutes. Our buddy William Sovelich after a big win at Berlin. Every week our program is brought to you by Alabama Pipe and Supply. We appreciate David Jones and the gang supporting racing here along the Gulf Coast. Wade Distributors. Southwest Alabama's flooring leader, and, of course, Judy's Place, where every Wednesday is Cobbler Day. Some notes before I forget. If you have not heard Joy Warner's 
baseball program on our podcast. If you are any kind of an old-time baseball fan, it is absolutely phenomenal. Check it out when you get opportunity. Also today, the worst-kept secret in racing, Stuart Haas announced Josh Berry would be taking over for Kevin Harvick. Also last weekend, Sunny South Raceway was rained out. They are rescheduled for July 1st. And I believe that makes them July 1st and 8th back-to-back. Mobile International Speedway announced they will be practicing on July 8th, the Thursday before the 15th, which I guess is the 13th, and the 15th will be their grand reopening at Mobile International Speedway. They also announced this week that the Crown Stocks will now be racing at Mobile International Speedway, which is very, very cool. That is a hot and upcoming class. Speaking of hot and upcoming, I don't. that just hits our next guest perfectly. And that's our buddy William Sovelich, who is coming off of a big win last weekend at Berlin Raceway. William, congratulations, bud. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? And I appreciate it. Uh, we're great. So had you ever raced at Berlin before in a late model before this past weekend? Yes. I ran the Battle of Berlin last year in the super late model. That's the only experience I had. Uh, and I didn't really have the greatest race there, so I was pretty happy to uh, at least do something good at Berlin. Well, that's that's where I was going with my question, because my son, my driver, absolutely hated the place, which made me like it even more because he struggled there every time we went. Prior to last Saturday night, would you say you really weren't wild about going back there? Uh, I mean, not really, but... I'm always up for a challenge and challenging myself, so uh, it definitely was a fun challenge those first 150 laps, and then after that, I started getting in a rhythm finally, um, and then the car kind of came to me a little bit and started getting loose enough to where I could just um, really get appointed and uh, get straight drive off, and ultimately, that's where I was a little bit faster. Now, uh, I, we haven't talked in a little while. Is Mark McFarland still going to the races with you guys on 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 your car uh who mark mcfarland he he's been working oh, with Joe yes. Gibbs forever. yeah sorry i didn't hear that yep yes he will uh, be or yes he okay. did sorry he'll be going to he has been. This, okay uh coming weekend well i know he's been trying to scale back but i know he's going to the racetrack we are i just didn't know if he if he was still going when you started talking about performance of the car uh, because he's always been very very good at making those cars go good and it's funny to me William because as we talk about Berlin we had the guy you beat to win at Berlin Jesse Love on the first time he raced at Berlin and he absolutely hated the place too which is kind of interesting that it was you two guys who that's not your favorite place y'all were duking it out for the win at the end yeah that kind of that's interesting um I know it helps when you win uh, to like a place for sure. So, I mean, obviously I like it now that I won. But, uh, I mean, going into that weekend, uh, I just had one bad experience. And, uh, I mean, didn't really like it, but tried to stay positive And ultimately it ended up pretty good for us. 
It's a very unique place, and we had uh, Jeff Striegel, who is the general manager of Berlin, on last week to try to preview this thing just a little bit. But and, and then Thomas came on after him. It's really difficult to describe because it's a, a unique place. Yeah, um, I mean, one and two is somewhat of a normal corner. Um, well, actually, before you even get to one and two, you run a straightaway. That's not really a straightaway. You're always turning. Um, and you got to go really low in the one and two and uh, carry a lot of speed and then push up in the center, um, and then it can take a little bit more throttle than you think um, off the corner and then use up all the exit. Um, but in the race, I like to kind of keep a lower line and get straighter drive off, and then in the three, you just run another diamond. Um, but there's kind of a, a tiny straightaway in between that corner for some reason. That's the way I think of it. Um, then you cut down really low off the floor, so it's, definitely got a lot of ways you can win it and uh, a lot of ways you can screw it up. Yeah, I, you know, they've covered it up. But when Thomas raced there a few years ago, there used to be a drainage grade off of four. And, and that was mm-hmm. what we would tell the drivers to aim for. If you hit the drainage grade, you did good coming off of four. But now they've covered that up, so we, you don't even get that point to kind of aim at. So it makes it even tougher. Uh, to get around that place. So, big win last weekend. Let's fast forward to this weekend. This is a place you're going to Elko Speedway. This is your home territory, so you ought to feel good about this weekend. Yeah. No, I'm really excited uh, to be back on home turf, um, and I have so for, uh, I'm going to say, three years. So, uh, really excited to get back there and see everybody. Um, see all the legend car people that I uh, used to race with and um, seeing if anything from the legend car around Elko will transfer to the Arca car, which I'm sure I don't I don't really think so, but um, I guess I have the most laps there out of anybody, so I'll try and put those uh, to my advantage. Yeah, the legend cars race with us at Elko from time to time, and they're small, they're light, they're over-horsepowered, and this thing, as you know this weekend, it's not small, it's not light, it's not over-horsepowered. It's just a big old slug compared to your legend car. Yeah, absolutely. I um, kind of figured that out at uh, Flat Rock. and I mean, you were barely quarter throttle when pretty much trying to do everything you could to get every little bit of roll speed out of it. Um, I mean, that was a cool track, and I'm thinking that it's going to be somewhat similar to Elko. So, And, I mean, our car was good there, so I think we'll be pretty good at Elko and uh, JGR also in the last race at Elko. So we will be uh, ready to roll. William, I read somewhere that you race quarter midgets at a track called Little Elko, is that on the grounds, too? Because I don't remember seeing a quarter midget track at Elko Speedway, or is it close by? Yes, it's right there. It's right on the grounds. Uh, it's just behind the grandstands to uh, left, if you're looking at it from the infield. Okay, okay. So that's about where, I guess, when the last time I was there was where the uh, where we used to park the haulers, and they probably have converted that to a, a uh, a quarter midget track because I just don't remember seeing it. Uh, is it underneath the uh, um, movie screen there? Is that about where it is? Yeah, it's really close to that. It's just to the left of that across the road. Okay. Um, oh, that, so it's that, just right okay. there, and I grew up racing quarter midgets there. 
that's where everything started. That's where you kind of got the passion for this deal, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Like the first time I jumped into a quarter midget, that's when I started loving it. Have you all, I mean, very first car you got in it, you said, boom, I got to do this? Yeah. No, I mean, I've, I always loved uh, pretty much anything with four wheels and an engine. So, and I had been watching NASCAR for a few years then. And my mom and dad said, you know, there's this thing called quarter midgets and there's a track about 30 minutes away from us. So I wanted to go try it and um, I ended up loving it and uh, went back for some for some races and ended up winning my first race and uh, that's when I got the itch. You grew up in Eden Prairie, Minnesota, which is about half an hour away from Elko. Is that right? Yes. Yep, that's correct. So you were relatively close. While you were racing the quarter badges, did you go watch the late models and the legend cars over at the other at the big track? Um, yeah. Yes. I mean, when I raced Legends, um, there were late models running there, and um, it was weird. I always thought late models were so fast, and now that I get in them, you know, they're not they're not so fast, <laughs> and I'm now getting faster as I move up and up. So that's pretty crazy. It it is kind of wild how everything is uh, is is a correlation to what you're in at the time, and you look at the next thing, and you're like. Wow, they're really fast. And then when you get in one, it's like, ah, it's not so fast. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, a constant change of scenery for me. I'm jumping in so many race cars and uh, adapting the the best I can, and it'll be good for me in the future. Absolutely. In all the different acumens, it will help you long term. Let's talk about past Elko. You plan on being back on the coast for one of the Snowball Derby preview races in the next few months? Yep. Yeah, I will be there. Um, I'm not sure. I think it's the soonest one. Uh, I don't know when that is, but yeah, we will be there in the Donnie Wilson Super Late Model, uh, getting ready to roll for snowball. That'll be a lot. And you're planning on running the snowball this year too, right? Yes, that is if I do not get a concussion, which uh, I'm not planning. <laughs> well, you know, as as the uh, my regular listeners will tell you that I gave you and your family big props on not racing last year with the concussion syndrome that you had after, uh, I think it was Nashville, a wreck at Nashville. So we still, I'm still back you up on that because uh, I know there's plenty of times that I, I raced and Thomas raced when we probably shouldn't have. Well, buddy, the music means we got to go. Good luck this weekend, and we look forward to seeing you down at Pensacola. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. William Sobolich, last week's winner. In Berlin, going to try to make it two in a row at Elko this weekend. Boy, Elko, you got you know, 20 or 30 of those cars. You got you to muscle yourself around there. When we come back, this week's edition of the Moose Call right here on WNSP, part of the sound of Mobile.
Inside Alabama Racing on 105.5 FM and streaming live on WNSP.com. The only driver that needs the jaws of life to get in and out of his race car. Here's Tommy Prater. Welcome back to Inside Alabama Racing. I'm Tommy Prater. Thank you for joining us. What a fun show today. Big Willie Mullins kicks it off. New president of Nashville Super Speedway, Matt Grichy, and William Solowich, last week's winner at Berlin, headed to Elko. Which brings us to this week's edition of the Moose Call. And I got so many different things to talk to the moose about let's bring him in as fast as we can thomas the new president of nashville super speedway matt grichy was in you've got a few memories from nashville super speedway in 2001 yeah um you know, I, in my head when you were saying that, I was about to ask you if they still had horsefly, but that's Kentucky, <laughs> so I got them confused. But, that's uh, right. But yeah, yeah, been there, been there a couple times. Uh, really a cool place, and I, you know, I don't think there's a whole lot of people that know that know that it's been around for as long as it has. I'm sorry, Thomas. I couldn't hear you. Broke up. What'd you say? I said, I, I don't think there's a whole lot of people that know it's been around as long as it has. Well, that's true. A lot of people think that in this reincarnation, this is their first go-around, but it's not. This is uh, their second go-around, and you and I were there for the very first go-around, and we were racing golf carts around that place before they were racing cars. Yeah, um... I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't even, I, you know, I'm not even going to try to to feed you a line, you know. I'm just going to say I don't remember that. But uh, I do remember going there a well, few times. Uh, just, uh, you know, like I, think I said, that, I'm glad I, I think Dan Partis and I nearly had to pay the crash clause on one of those golf carts that weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. You know, yeah. whenever you and Mr. Dan got together, it was never good. So, no, it was, uh, but we did have a good time. Uh, also, William Somalich wins last weekend at Berlin, headed to Elko this weekend. We had Big Willie on. He's headed to Elko this weekend, run the paint scheme for Dinah's dad. And Somalich, this is where he grew up racing at the little quarter midget track across the street. Elko's one of those places you always had a pretty good run there. Yeah, you know, uh, it's a it's an interesting track to say the least. Uh, I really don't know of anything that I could tell the local listeners to describe it. Maybe Sunny South, uh, but smaller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, to me, it felt like it was smaller. Um, you know, just a, a really tight track. You don't really get. You know, you get about three or four laps full throttle, and after that, you're, you know, you're only about half throttle, and I can even remember running a restrictor plate there before, so 
uh, just really an interesting racetrack, and uh, but they always put on one heck of a show. So the racetrack isn't just wore out; it's slick. Yeah, yeah, you might as well be racing out there at Fast Eddie's when they put the baby powder down. <laughs> I mean, uh, I've watched you turn a whole bunch of laps there. I've watched you top tens. I've watched all sorts of kind of stuff happen there. But I mean, the grip is just. You know, at Pensacola, it's old and wore out, so you don't have any grip by the time you get through at the end of a run. But at Elko, you don't have any grip from the very beginning. Yeah, you really don't. It's uh, one of those tracks that really aggravated me. <laughs> Not as much as Berlin, <laughs> but um, like I said, it uh, very aggravating because you just, you just really can't ever get, you know, uh, tote taters to it, I guess you could say. And, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of on and off the gas pedal there. And, but, uh, I can assure you that those Venturini cars will be hammered down. They probably got it pretty much figured out to where they could be hammered down off the whole time. <laughs> Last week at Berlin, Jesse Love led almost every lap until the end. And, he and William Solowich had a good fist fight for the lead, and Solowich came out on top. I think you can expect to see some more pushing and shoving this week at Elko, don't you? Yeah, I'm sure there will be. I'm sure there'll be something. Um, you know, it's uh, like I said, it's a tight racetrack. I don't know how many cars they're going to have, but uh, I'm sure there'll be a good seven or eight that are, could be in contention to win. So um, just going to be a, a good race, I'm sure. And um, I'm sure somebody will get spun out at some point. Spun out, pushed, shoved, beat up. I can see it all at Elko. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, uh, yeah that's I, right. I, you know, I think uh, you were there one year. Pushing and shoving. Speaking of pushing and shoving, I, well, I don't, I don't know if D3's ever done any pushing and shoving, but I want to give the guys at McDonald <laughs> Muffler a shout-out uh, for getting getting us fixed up today. You know, we, we took it took our, took our the van over there for a small problem that turned out to be a big one, so I want to give the shout-out to the guys at McDonald Muffler for making it, making it all good again. So what you're saying is, is after you nearly knocked the engine out of the van... They got you put back together. You know, um, I'm pleased to fifth on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We'll talk to you next week. Yes, sir. That's, that's the moose. That means that's our show for tonight. Thank you for joining us. I hope everybody stays dry. Good luck to our guys that have taken a beat. Tim Baker over in Mississippi and Shanna Hart in, in Florida over in Milton. Everybody be safe and everybody have an awesome week this week. We'll talk to you next week right here on WNSP.